to judge or not to judge? That is the million dollar question that I want to propose to you today. This is Brother Dell of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. God bless you for tuning in. And yet again, I'm going to bring to you the theme. Obviously, you know that by now. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Yes, my brothers and sisters, my friends, we must have our soul food. And so what I want to talk about in the uh, short time that I have is the idea of judging. We don't like that word. That's a uh, that's a bad word in our society, especially when it comes to people thinking they have the right to judge other people. And the fact of the matter is we when people often judge one another, they do it in in the wrong way. They do it in a hypocritical way. And that is the wrong way to judge. I mean, oftentimes people will judge others when the person that's doing the judging has the same problems or even more problems than the person that they are judging. And that is a person that is definitely two-faced and hypocritical. And that's something that we all hate. In other words, if you're going to judge in a hypocritical way, then you have to recognize that you're going to be judged right back in that same way. So so what I want to talk about is, are we to judge or are we not to judge? Does the Bible actually say like a lot of people say that the Bible says not to judge? Is that true or is that false? And that's what I want to to examine in a few minutes that we have in this, uh, this episode. So to begin uh, my discussion, I want to go over to Matthew's Gospel and the seventh chapter and I want to start reading at verse one and these are the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and I'm going to read all the way to verse five it says here judge not that you be not judged for with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged and with the measure you use it will be measured to you why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye but do not notice the log that is in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. All right. So Jesus is talking about judging and he's talking about the proper and improper way and how we're supposed to judge. So if a person is trying to help someone that has a small problem but then they have a bigger problem than the person that are trying to help Jesus said that you're a hypocrite in other words you're judging but your judging is is hypocritical or is is two-sided because the your problem is bigger than the problem of the person that you're trying to help and in that case you don't want to judge because you got issues bigger than the person that you're trying to help. In other words, if they got a speck in their eye, but you got a log in your eye, obviously he's using metaphorical language, but at the same time he's saying that the problem is that the person that is doing the judging has a bigger problem than the person that they're judging. And that's two-faced. That's hypocritical. We don't want to do that. So 
so to answer those of you who have the question is does the bible say not to judge that is untrue it does say we can judge but it does not allow for hypocritical judgment so for those that say only god can judge me that is not entirely true all right so and the reason and i understand why we generally say that because we don't want somebody stepping on our toes and telling us what we should and should not be doing because we all know that none of us are perfect so how dare someone think they have the audacity to try to step to us and say hey well you know you shouldn't be doing that well the person that's saying that most likely has skeletons in their closet too it's just that they they haven't been discovered yet and so they feel in their mind that they have a right to judge you because they feel once again this is their opinion they believe that they have that they're more righteous than you are there are people out there that are very self-righteous and believe they have the right to step on the toes of those who they feel are living a less moral life than they are and in some instances that's true however once again if we're going to judge one another it should come from a spirit of of love and compassion and wanting to help the person get out maybe out of the uh, divisive behavior or out of the uh, the addictive behavior that they're involved in we should be we should be trying to bring about a person's deliverance not trying to put them on the spot or trying to embarrass them that's that's malicious that's evil and it and it lets me know and it lets those know who are being judged by someone else that they're that the person that's judging them is no better than they are i mean because if you're doing it hypocritically then you're you're not better than the person you're judging most likely you're probably worse all right so what i want to do is continue this subject matter further regarding judging judging and we're going to go to first corinthians we're going to go to the fifth chapter and what i'm going to do so that you know what's actually going on i'm going to read the entire chapter it's, it's a it's a short chapter it's only uh, 13 verses and this is how it starts it says it is actually reported that there is sexual sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans for a man has his father's wife and you are arrogant ought you not rather to mourn let him who has done this be removed from among you for though absent in body i am present in spirit this is paul the apostle speaking to the uh, corinthian church and as if present i have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing when you are assembled in the name of the lord jesus and my spirit is present with the power of our lord jesus you are to deliver this man listen to this to satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the lord your boasting is not good do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump verse 7 cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you are really are unleavened for christ our passover lamb has been sacrificed let us therefore celebrate the festival not with the old leaven the leaven of malice and evil but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth verse 9 i wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters since then you would need to go out of the world i'll go back to that in a moment 
But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not to even eat with such a one. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? Did you get that? Verse 13, the last verse in the chapter. God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. Okay, let's let's back up for a second. So, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, and he's rebuking them because there is heinous sexual perverted sin going on in their church where a man is having a sexual relationship with his father's wife and tradition tells us that it was it was his stepmother it wasn't his biological mother but his stepmother but still it was something that was scandalous and should not have been going on and rather than being upset about it and being mournful about it they were arrogant about it and he said this type of behavior is not even among, is not even named among the heathen the pagans the outsiders the unsaved and so this was happening in the church of our lord and savior jesus christ and paul said i've already judged this person in other words cut him off cut him off in other words uh you what he meant by that is you have to bind that person in other words you have to cut them off from the assembly because they're acting like they're not a believer and he went on to say deliver such a one over to satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the lord in other words if he's going to continue to behave in such a way that is ungodly and evil then it'd be better off that he's dead that's in essence what paul is saying in other words the man should just be if he's not going to repent if he's not going to stop his destructive behavior then he needs to be he needs to die because his presence in the church is defiling it's it's a corruption it's making the church impure and that's why it says get rid of get rid of that leaven i mean get rid of you know become a new lump and so therefore that is a case where we are to execute judgment if a member of the church is in sin we as a body are supposed to confront that sin so we are to judge in that instance and notice what he's notice what paul said at the end of the chapter he says for what have i to do with those judge judging outsiders is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge god judges those outside so god is ultimately the judge of the unsaved we know that because because the bible tells us that and clear descriptions of that are given in the last book of the bible the book of revelation so we are to judge one another when a brother or sister is in sin in unrepentant habitual just continuous ongoing sin and like i said the purpose behind that is that that person has allowed themselves to be blindsided by their sin their flesh has taken control their in essence which which means they're out of control and they need to be brought back to where they need to be they need to return to their first love they need to return to the lord jesus christ and they need to stop behaving wickedly so there is a case we where we judge it didn't say that we judge the outside world because God judges the outside world, but we're to judge those within the church, our brothers and our sisters 
And once again, the way we do that is we do it the way Jesus said to do it. I mean, we we don't do it hypocritically. We we make sure our own lives are in check, that we are living a life that is above reproach, and we live in a life that's holy. Of course, we can't be perfect, but we there should be a consistency of of righteous living if we're in Christ and if we're endeavoring to live a life that's pleasing to Him, so that we can help those who are living a life that's carnal, a life that's fleshly, a life that is uh, ungodlike. All right. So this is a case where we are to judge and it's our brothers and our sisters in Christ. This is what he said. I mean, like I said, and it's in regards to sin. Now I'm going to go to the next chapter, which is the sixth chapter, first Corinthians, and it's going to appear to contradict chapter five, but I will explain what's going on in chapter six. And so that it will prove when I explain it, that there's no contradiction at all. But so we're going to go to go to first Corinthians chapter six now. And we're dealing with, we're dealing with here. Paul is addressing a, a totally different issue. It's about believers suing one another. And so, so I want to read a part of this one too. And it says here that when one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to the law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? Now, remember in chapter five, it says that God judges the outside world. In other words, God judges the pagans. So it seems like Paul now is contradicting himself. But bear with me. And if the world is to be judged by you, which means talking about us as believers, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? Do not know that we are to judge angels? <laughs> Even goes further. Now we're talking about celestial bodies. Uh, how much more then matters pertaining to this life? So if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers, but brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers? To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers. All right, I'm going to stop right there. So I read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses one Two, eight, and uh, the rest of the chapter deals with um, with a different subject matter. So here, Paul is rebuking them because they're taking each other to court and they're going before the pagan courts. They're going, you know, they're going before the world. And he says, "Aren't there enough intelligent men, people among you, that you can resolve your disputes?" among yourselves and why are you going to the pagan courts to settle matters that should be done within the church and he says I speak this to your shame in other words shame on you for going to the uh, outside world to settle your disputes you should have enough civility Uh, I mean if you guys have the spirit of God dwelling inside of you can't you work out your differences amongst one another instead of taking your matters to the outside world that's an indictment against the church is what he's saying says in other words we can't in other words you guys can't judge matters amongst yourselves he says don't you know we're going to judge the world 
So what is he talking about here when he says that we're going to judge the world? Whereas in the prior chapter, chapter 5 of 1 Corinthians, Paul is saying that God judges the world. So what's going on here? So we're talking about two different subject matters, of course, and we're talking about two different periods of time or dispensations. Now, in chapter 5, he was dealing with the here and now you know, during his time, which of course was in the first century uh, AD. But here when it talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, when it says, we shall judge the world, and then in verse 3 it says, we shall judge angels, he's talking about future. When it's talking about judging in that sense, it's talking about rule, that we're going to rule the world. And remember what, uh, what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, when he is... Um, he talks about, well done, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So he's talking about the future. Yes, and, and so when it talks about judging the world, it's talking about the future. It's talking about at the end of this age and into the age, which, what's commonly called the millennium, which is a thousand year reign of peace. And then of course after that will be eternity but right now in this time and space we we do not judge the world we don't have that that benefit yet so so there are times there are, there's going to be a time where where the saints the children of god christians are going to judge the whole world and even we're going to judge angels meaning that we're going to rule over them because we've been given a kingdom and it talks about in the book of Revelation how those who overcome will sit with the Lord Jesus Christ on his throne. And of course, when you're talking about a throne, it talks about rulership. It talks about authority. It talks about being in charge. You follow what I'm saying? So there are so so it's important for me to try to my best to explain this whole deal about judging. There's another place I need to go to when it talks about judging it's important that we point this one out too and this one's really really important so I need to uh, to bring it up and it says here 1st John chapter 4 and we're looking at we're going to start with verse 1 1st John chapter 4 starting with verse 1 it says beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Verse 2, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is in the world already. All right. So when it says test the spirits, we are to make a judgment. In other words, when you test something, you're you're examining it. And the elder John is telling his his readers, which were he, he considered his children in the faith, to to make a judgment, to make an evaluation, to consider. And because we are to judge those who who teach or claim to teach, because there are a lot of like I said, there are a lot of false prophets that go out to the world and false prophets, they spew out false doctrine in other words false teachings things that are 
anti-biblical, non-biblical, uh, devilish, satanic, demonic doctrines, and we're supposed to we're supposed to denounce those. We're supposed to condemn those types of um, of teachings. We're not supposed to endorse them. We're supposed to expose them, and that is a judgment, and that is a command. It's, it's not something that we have the option of doing or not doing. We're supposed to do it. To not do it is disobedience. You follow what I'm saying? So, so in was it Matthew chapter seven, First uh, Corinthians chapter five, First Corinthians chapter six, and First John chapter four, all deals with different types of judgment. I mean, Matthew chapter seven talks about helping our brother or our sister if they got a problem, but you have to remember that in order to help them with their problem, you need to take care of your own problems and if your problem looms larger than their problem you can't help them because you can't see your problem is so big that you're blinded so how are you going to help them with their small problem and you got a big old problem that's monumental that you haven't even solved you're being a hypocrite and then and once again in first corinthians chapter five it talks about judging sending members in the church all right we as believers are supposed to do that and not to do that is is disobedience and once again, the spirit in which we're to do that is supposed to be a spirit of love and compassion, but also, I think, a spirit of urgency because the person is is in danger and they don't recognize how much of danger they're in because when you're in sin, you're insensitive. You're blinded by your wickedness and your sensitivity to the things of the spirit become dulled. It's just like if you're unsaved, you're, you're in a sense, you've kind of, you've cut yourself off from God. He hasn't cut himself off from you, but you've cut yourself off from him. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it talks about us judging the world, which is a future event. And, it, and I said it's it's during the reign of peace, during the millennium, and I believe also during eternity we'll judge the world. But, but in particular, the millennium or the thousand year reign of peace. And then, of course, in 1 John chapter 4, I just read to you that we're to test spirits. We're supposed to we're supposed to analyze doctrine. We're supposed to check out those who claim to be spokesmen for Christ. And we're supposed to make a judgment. We're supposed to make an evaluation. So not to do that is is to be disobedient. So to judge or not to judge, once again, is the question. And the answer to that question is there is a time to judge. And there's a time, I believe, to keep silent. We're supposed to judge when God commands us to judge. But once again, we're not supposed to judge hypocritically. Okay? It's Brother Dale of Gospel Repentance Ministries. God bless you for listening. Until next time.